Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reason Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. We've got a coronavirus tracker. Yes, that's what it's come to but we're posting all of the new information. So a lot of the stuff we talk about on today's podcast, uh, you're also going to hear and read on the website because we've got a YouTube channel as well, which populates fivereasonsports.com. So check out that. Also check out our great sponsor, one of our great sponsors, and we really appreciate the sponsors that have stuck with us through, again, what is going to be a little bit of a different period for this podcast with the NBA suspension, and that's Doral Toyota, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary. That's right, 50 years with below market prices on new and used vehicles. Five Reasons Sports listeners get a dedicated manager to work with over 1,500 new and used cars to choose from. That's right, 1,500. It's easy to get to right off 826 and 836, a few blocks from International Mall. In-house financing is available for all your credit challenges. So visit DoralToyota.com. That's DoralToyota.com for more details or visit the the showroom at 9775. That's 9775 Northwest 12th Street in Doral. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back with Alphonse Sydney. I was with Alf yesterday as well. Yesterday I was at the arena for what may turn out to be the last game of the season there. The suspension came down right after the game, or at least it was announced uh, right before the game by some of those who follow the league, uh, you know, whether it's Shams or Woj, uh, had posted it. Alf and I did sort of an immediate reaction, and now we've had 24 hours that have passed. And, and I just, Alf, I want to kind of, before we get to the news of the day, explain what you and I talked about in a lengthy call earlier today, which is kind of the direction of this podcast. Because obviously people have been asking me, you know, what are you guys going to do? There's no games. And, and we've, we've gotten in the habit of putting up game pods. They've done very well. Uh, I think our listeners like them because we react right away. We post them. You don't have to wait for the radio show the next day. You're going to get it immediately. Obviously, we don't have that kind of content to play off of, but we're going to do three things here, I think, primarily on the podcast. The first thing is we're going to cover news as it happens, um, and one of the good things is that we have relationships with some of the best NBA writers in the country. They have relationships in the league office, as do I as still, and so we'll try to get you the latest on what's going on and the direction of this as, again, the league waits out coronavirus, and Adam Silver was on TNT tonight, and it sounds like, again, they don't really know a whole lot more than anybody else. We're all waiting to see how this plays out. So that's the first thing. The second thing we're going to do um, here is we're going, we're going to, you know, evaluate the Heat team and this season and where they go. And then the third thing we're going to do is we're going to get back into some, some nostalgia. We've done some Heat Stories episodes, uh, particularly when Chris was my co-host. We used to do a bunch of them. We're going to start doing more of those, bringing on former Heat players. So we will keep you populated on this podcast with content. Uh, we're going to give you content. Uh, but today, Alf, I want to start here. What was the most 
striking thing to you about what happened in the sports world related to coronavirus today? I just think it's uh it's it's just funny how everybody followed the NBA's lead and how long it took um some entities to do the right thing. What what struck me the most, and I think we want to we we'll probably get more get get into this more in a later episode, is how college basketball and college sports took forever. Mm-hmm. Right? You have these you have these uh you have these sports leagues where these guys are being paid millions of dollars. And they decided the right thing was to keep these guys safe and keep them off the court and keep them away from fans, uh, keep them away from large groups, uh, keep them away from being on the court with guys that could have been exposed to a, a, a virus, sweating, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. coaching staffs, training staffs, the whole nine yards. And the NBA decided that it was a good idea to just, you know, cut this off completely. And you had, I think it was a Big East tournament that yep. waited till halftime. Mm-hmm. A game to stop it with unpaid players, right? Indentured servitude, basically. <laughs> exactly. So, right. And I, I know people get mad when you say stuff like that, but they can go screw themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but that—that's what struck me the most. How once again, and yes, we are an NBA podcast, so sometimes we feel like we're we're holding water for the league. But I, I feel like a lot of times we question a lot of the league's stances on certain things. But the fact that the NBA, once again, as an American sports league, led the, led the movement to, okay, guys, it's time to cancel everything. Like, let's just be smart. Everyone just, you know, go away for a little while. Let's, let's, let's evaluate what's going on here. And we'll come back in 30 days. And if it's still not right, we'll, we'll reevaluate. But it's just not worth it to continue to put people at risk. And then mm-hmm. what we have universities with college kids, teenagers, who, 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 who put money before anything and, didn't, and you know, didn't want to do the right thing until they, their hands were basically forced. And, of course, you have the NFL that took forever because that's just how the NFL is. Right. Well, that's the thing. And I think we need to be a little careful here because I, I do get accused of holding water for the league or carrying water for the league. And I, everybody knows I've covered both leagues. And I've covered all the sports, but I've primarily covered NBA, NFL, and I have a strong, strong preference for the way the NBA does things as opposed to the NFL. Part of that might be my political bent, possibly, uh, but part maybe. of it is <laughs> maybe. But but I think part of it is that that the NBA just tends to be out front on things. Now, not everything. Um, I don't think they handled the China situation particularly well earlier this year, uh, but but I think for the most part. Adam Silver has his heart in the right place. He tries to do the right things. He's a progressive commissioner. Um, I, I just personally like him. I like his accessibility. Uh, I don't feel like there's devious motives with him, whereas I do with Roger Goodell. I never feel with Silver like he's just working for the owners, which is what I feel like with Roger Goodell. Uh, so it's a little bit different. And even you know these staunch NFL supporters, you know the people on social media who are the NFL guys, like a Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, we're criticizing the NFL today for really saying nothing. Now, I understand they don't have games right now. And, and so I do think there's a couple of them. They have the draft coming up. And obviously teams are making decisions about how they're going to pursue players in the draft. And free agency is starting on Monday. And, it, I mean, that's a challenge. I mean, you got guys 
how are they going to fly to all the facilities? I mean, usually you have like the Dolphins would be having players visit, right? Like check out the facility, check out Davey, check out if they want to live in Weston nearby, you know, yeah, <laughs> those players are not going to fly. I mean, there's legendary stories of, of, you know, Dolphins GMs taking Dolphin players to certain neighborhoods and certain restaurants. And that's obviously not happening right now, but, or probably not going to happen. But I, I do think I, I don't want to give the NBA too much credit in one sense. I mean, I think that the Rudy Gobert thing kind of forced their hand. Right. So, yeah. so I, I think that part of the, the idea that, okay, they were out front, would they have been out front if the Gobert thing doesn't blow up last night? And then Donovan Mitchell, which we'll talk about, doesn't happen after that. You know, does, does the NBA still act like that? Now, let's get to, to everything that did happen, okay, in the news. And then I'm going to get to some uh, – Alfredo from Three Yards Per Carry and I both have some sources in some different places and – uh, I, I know that'll surprise people because Alfredo's known as a football guy, but he has some sources that cover both. And he and I have compared some notes today, and along with Greg Sylvander, uh, who you guys know as Lefty Leif, um, about some things we've heard about the league. And I've talked to some other writers. And, and I'm going to give you an idea of what I think the league's direction is on this based on everything I've heard. But before I do that, let, let's go through some of this. And again, a lot of this can be found on this one article we're, we're, we're updating constantly on 5reasonsports.com. Okay, the Miami Open canceled. Okay, tennis mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, NCAA first, you know, uh, first said they were going to th- hold hold tournaments without fans. Then obviously decided they're not going to have tournaments at all. Um, now the the next thing was uh, Donovan Mitchell diagnosed. Um, the other star on the Utah Jazz, who who, uh, and then I, I thought this was an incredibly irresponsible tweet by Woj, just incredibly. And and you know how I feel about Gobert right now. Well, actually, I like personally, but you know, I think you and I both agreed. Acted like an idiot. It doesn't mean I don't want him okay. to get well. But, but right, but he owned it. He owned it on social media today that he he acted carelessly. I don't like this tweet, though, from Woj. Um, Jazz star Donovan Mitchell has tested positive for the coronavirus. League sources tell ESPN. Jazz players privately say that Rudy Gobert have been careless in the locker room, touching other players and their belongings. Now a Jazz teammate has tested positive. Um, A couple reasons I don't like that. Uh, One is Gobert can't defend himself in that tweet. I I mean, if Jazz players want to say it, say that publicly. And also, this implication that Gobert gave it to Mitchell. We don't know that. I mean, I don't. I, whose incub, who's incubation period came first? Mitchell could have given it to Gobert. They, they might have gotten it from some, somebody completely different. I, I, I don't. What is that tweet? Like, I, and, and I hate to say this because again, I know people. You know, you know, kneel at the altar of Woj, and, and again, I mean, you know, my personal relationship or where it is with Woj, okay, and you know, which has been up and down over the years, um, but. <laughs> I don't, I don't really, I, I feel like, you know, Woj has personal biases. Like that's known in the business by every other NBA writer. So, and you know, it's known by executives. There was a whole article written about this. Okay. About how he always used to take care of Joe Dumars, right? Joe, Joe took, because Joe took care of him, you know, and you know, Joe, Joe, of course, took Darko Militich over, over Carmelo Anthony and the only person in, in basketball media who defended that decision <laughs> until the end of time was Woj because, you know, Dumars was feeding him stuff for all those years. I mean, was this, it really a bad idea? I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, I, no. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, I'm, right. joking. I'm joking. Oh, right, right. Well, there's a whole backstory to that that Rip Hamilton told me when I was working with him at, at CBS, which I'll get into sometime. But I, I, don't, I don't like this tweet because this almost sounds to me like, you know, you know, when I read it, it almost sounds to me like Rudy Gobert has not helped Woj with stuff. 
because I, I know that's how sometimes he makes news decisions or, or his opinions are guided by that. Like for years and years and years, he always well, to, went after to, LeBron. Remember? Remember he to, used to relentlessly yeah, go after he, LeBron? And we know why he went after right LeBron he became, because he had right no he access to, to LeBron's heat. camp or to yeah. the Heat. And, and he blew up once on Heat officials because this was years ago, but when he was still at Yahoo, because they put him up in that upper press box that you don't like so much. Right? I hate that even okay, though they but, do have chips up there, which is kind of nice. Yeah, you don't get anything down where we are. But, uh, and, you know, but I prefer being 100 level. But they put him up there once, and he went nuts on a, on a heat PR guy. Don't you kind of know who I am? So, so I, I don't – you know. with that said, he's risen to the top of his business. I have respect for what he's accomplished. But I'm just saying I read this tweet, and I'm kind of like, okay, why is why, – whatever you think but of you Rudy Gobert, I, I don't think this tweet is fair. It's one of those things where it's like – it, it's all reactionary to what actually happened. Probably the things that Rudy Gobert was doing in the locker room is, is, is nothing different than what he normally does, right? Right, right. And because he had that little – what he did at that press conference, which was stupid. I mean, absolutely Yeah, we stupid, agree on that, yeah. Right? But because of that, now people are taking – are extrapolating that into his other actions where, listen, after the game last night, um, you noted all the guys hugged each other. Yeah, like are we gonna go? Are we gonna go out on a limb and say that um Bam Adebayo was being reckless because he hugged a Charlotte Hornets player? Right. Like, so let's just. Like, I think we're going overboard with the Gobert stuff. Like he was a moron and he deserves some of the slander, but let's not act like he was out there like coughing in people's faces and spitting in their Gatorade. Like, like everyone just needs to calm the hell down. Well, I, I, but like I said, it's also it's also chicken or egg or cause and effect here. Like, do, yeah, do, do we do we even have do we have any idea that that he contracted it before Donovan Mitchell? We don't, right? Do we, None. How would the doctors even know that? Like, they they don't. I mean, you don't you don't listen, know the exact moment of contraction. Like a, the entire the entire world didn't take this seriously until Tom Hanks and an NBA player got the virus. Cor- correct. So, let's, so I, I think. Well, it's well let's say let's not, not let's not say the entire world. Let's say the entire country. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't take it seriously until r- famous people start. Like last night was such an awakening of the entire country of how. Dude, and I don't, I don't politically, I, again, I know there are people going to get turned off by this. The reality is there's some in our government who still aren't taking it seriously. Mitch McConnell's taking a three day weekend. Okay. So, uh, you know, without. Oh, I think before, they canceled before, the recess. I oh, they did. They canceled it since we got I think that? they decided to cancel so he, the recess. He feels shame. The Public, turtle feels- I, yeah, it's. I mean, I know it's surprising that any member of Congress can feel actual shame, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently the public pressure got to them, and they canceled the recess, and they're actually going to try to vote on some of these bills that people actually need to live their lives. Yeah, but they don't care about that. They don't, yeah, they, they, they're, they're but somehow so. one and a half trillion dollars got pumped into the to the financial system to prevent a wall street collapse uh, right because jamie hours. diamond probably stomped his feet look and again i i don't want to I, I don't want to deviate too much of that. i'm going to come on light skinned opinions do we agree to that I'm yeah we're do- doing on sunday then, right, so, then we'll go we'll go full hand I, I, i'm gonna unleash on there but this we'll uh, on, a, uh, this is a different platform though. we'll have a disclaimer beforehand don't listen right. to this if you still want to like ethan and you're right <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly right we're, we're not going to do that as much on this I, I i just called mitch mcconnell a turtle all right look um <laughs> <laughs> I think all. that's bipartisan, though. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know if the turtle leans left or leans right. All right, but uh, all right. So Donovan Mitchell uh, test positive, and again, I thought the tweet was 
was irresponsible. I, the other thing I, I'm finding kind of irresponsible, but maybe I'm wrong about this uh, before we get to more of what happened. So, okay, NBA teams are incredibly protective of injury information, right? Like we just went through two months of not knowing what the hell was wrong with Justice Winslow, right? Uh, when you're just talking about a strain or a sprain or a break or something like that, how do you feel about like basically reporters tweeting out who has coronavirus? Because I, because um, I, I was told today different things by people and maybe the people in our audience would know the answer to this, that it's not a HIPAA violation because it's not the medical professional who's releasing the information. But if, if the medical professional is releasing it to a third party, who's releasing the information, is there not fault there? I, I don't, and then I'm saying, well, it's people are saying it's a public health emergency. You should know, but necessarily, like, do we out HIV patients? Like, do we out? Like, I, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but if it strikes me as odd that we've got Woj and Shams out there, like, revealing who has coronavirus. I don't listen. May, maybe it was cleared by the team and by the players. Um, these guys came out with statements afterwards. Would they have come out with statements had they not been outed? "Quote unquote" as having coronavirus, who knows? Um, but yeah, it does feel just weird, right? Like, if if the if the tweet was two jazz players have contracted coronavirus, does that make you feel any safer than like? Did you did you have to know who it was? Like, did you have dinner planned with Donovan Mitchell, and the right. fact that he has it makes you want to cancel your plans? Like, so you could have just said two Utah Jazz players have been have been confirmed to have uh, coronavirus. And Twitter would have done its thing and did its investigations, but I and I just I, I yeah I just don't see why it was relevant to have to name the guys' names. But we live in this day and age where like all information, you just have. It's, I feel like these guys have the pressure to put these things out there before somebody else does because TMZ Sports would have had it right. Well, TMZ. I mean, again, I, I, didn't Vanessa Bryant find out that her husband was dead? from tmz on twitter yeah and then was that is that was that is that true because that's what was said that day i don't know i I mean mean, could you imagine i mean would you be surprised at this point no that no that's the problem but i I just don't i I don't understand why we have this these two standards where you've got nba teams protective of this information but uh, excuse me of, of like my you know somebody you know has a hangnail and and it's and team doesn't want to release it right like i've i've told many stories about you know finding out about I mean, Mike Miller, I mean, literally, like, had four back procedures in one year. It was never released by the team. Like, Mike would tell me, like, locker room, shh, don't tell anybody, but, yeah, I had an epidural yesterday. Okay. But they, I mean, told, me your back, they told me your back is fine. Well, you know, they're lying. I mean, I, you know, I mean, this, this, this went all the time. I've talked about Quentin Richardson, who, like, we were told was fine, and then get a tap on the shoulder when they lost, I think, the Boston and the playoffs the year that Wade, 2010, the year that Wade said, you know, I need help right after this. And you get a tap on the shoulder. Yeah, Quentin's having surgery on his thumb in three days. Like, I, you know, it, it, this happens all the time in the NBA. But, like, all of a sudden, coronavirus, it's let's review. I mean, does it, does it make more of a difference that it's Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell because the, the two players in the Utah Jazz that somebody outside of Utah might have heard of? Like, well, to me, to me, this, as, as, as much as it sucks to say it, the fact that Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson – Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell are the faces of this disease right now is what, what's made the entire country take this seriously. And That's it sucks. True. And it sucks for them. And listen, they, they are the wealthiest of the wealthy. They're going to get the best care in the world. 
they're going to make it out fine because 80% of the people that get this are going to be asymptomatic in the first place. Mm. I think we talked about that a little bit. So this virus isn't exactly deadly un- unless you are in a, in a group of people that are susceptible. And, but that's the problem here. We need to protect that group of people. And we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but yeah. the fact that the faces of this disease now have become, have are, are like these, these young virile athletes, right, who are the top of their profession, and a belo- probably the most beloved actor in the in the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah, like that helps the fact that now everyone's taking this way. But that's more also seriously. starting to piss people off because a lot of what I'm seeing on social media, because and we're going to talk about Charles Barkley in a second, but is how are all of them getting tested? Like, how does Rudy Rudy Gobert get tested right away? Has when when there's like reports that like in Michigan there's been 11 tests given out, so is it only the rich and the famous that are getting tested right now? Because that's how this country works. Like you said, you know, they, a bank bailout today of some ridiculous 1.5 whatever. Uh, you know, basically when you know that would pay for all student loans in the country, uh, <laughs> and just how wipe them off the board. How are we going to pay for it? But suddenly, right? But suddenly, right? Again, Jamie Simon stumps his feet because his stock's down thirty percent, and so uh, Trump jumps. I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, again, you know, whether it's doing more damage to release some of these names, particularly as these guys are getting tested right away. All right, let's let's go through a few more things here that happened, and then the second half of the pod after. Uh, I get to another of our sponsors is going to be what, what I hear the NBA is going to do. All right. Um, But then, you know, we had the NFL kind of breaking. So, right. So there were a couple of teams that the Eagles and the saints pulled their coaches off the road. Um, And like I said, you know, these, they're pro days going on. And so this affects the draft. I can tell you one thing we're probably going to do is we'll do a whole episode or a series of episodes on the NBA draft. And I want to talk to some draft experts because it's got to change everything. Like if you're Adam Simon or Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, Keith Askins or some of the Heat's other people that travel around the country, around the world to look at players. One of the things you're looking at is the NCAA tournament and all these and the NIT tournament and all these other postseason tournaments and and basketball in Europe. You can't do that. There's no basketball to watch right now. So I'm really interested. uh, I don't think the Heat's going to give us anybody because they're going to shut down from a media perspective. But I want to talk to some people about how are the teams going to do this? How are they going to evaluate players? Has there been enough tape on guys and and have, I mean, I'm sure there's probably players that the Heat want to see in person, but you only have so many people to go see them. And we're probably like, okay, I'm going to catch this guy at the regionals and there's not going to be regionals. Okay. So that changes, changes everything. So we are going to talk about that some. All right. So let's get to some more of this stuff though. Um, The home debut, this may be kind of sad. The home debut for inner Miami was postponed. I mean, you know, whatever you think of them being in Fort Lauderdale, people were waiting for that for a long time. That was postponed. Um, Adam Schefter reported NFL teams uh, you know, are looking at shutting down their training facilities. Um, and then if that's the case, uh, Schefter said it would be challenging to start the new league year next week when buildings are closed and more pressing issues face the community of the country. And, of course, the new league year in the NFL is when free agency starts. And so that, that alters it. Um, R. Jake Elman reported that 
Conference USA announced it was canceling the remainder of the basketball championships. That was before the NCAA tournament. So FAU ends its season at 17 and 15. Then another big one, the NHL, which always takes its cues from the NBA, always. Um, Gary Bettman was, uh, was the number two to uh, David Stern before Adam Silver was the number two to David Stern. And the only good things Bettman ever does be honest because i follow the nhl the only good things he ever does are the ones he copies directly from the nba (laughs) so 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 they 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 uh they basically scrapped their season for now and of course the nhl runs a little ahead of the nba even though the nba moved its schedule up so they're a little closer to the end of the season than the nba not as much as they used to be but a little bit Uh, american airlines arena put out a release that they were canceling all major events for march that was after a directive by the mayor that includes Disney on Ice and Cher. Those have all been postponed. I did not know Cher was still performing. Um, MLB, which takes its cues from all the other leagues, because Rob Manfred, this is the only way to suspend the Astros, I guess, um, because uh, they haven't done anything right. Uh, They're delaying opening day by at least two weeks. Um, It gives uh, Giancarlo Stanton enough time to have another injury. Um, And also spring training games are canceled. And the the World Baseball Classic uh, qualifying games postponed indefinitely um astros have to find another way to cheat um then uh barry jackson reports a practice had been scheduled to resume at um next tuesday uh now it won't so obviously the um spring game uh is going to be put off the xfl was holding out all day <laughs> and then finally they, they, they basically they, they thought their it was season. their time to shine man <laughs> they they a, everybody was... else is gone then they canceled their season um, the one that's still standing, by the way, the only uh, league, so to speak, that I can tell that is still operating was basically told directly by Trump to continue to operate. Guess which one that is? NASCAR. Well, actually, I don't know about NASCAR. I'll have to check NASCAR. <laughs> I think NASCAR is doing uh, empty, 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 empty em- Well, that's kind of been the case for NASCAR the last 10 years. But yes. All right. But the, the, the one, the one UFC. Dana White is not stopping. They're going to go with some empty arenas or empty, empty, uh, you know, yeah, empty arenas, basically empty gyms, but they're continuing. Um, then this one, and, and I was waiting on the heat. I, I did make a couple calls down to the heat today because I was waiting to see what happens there because as we know, this has not been a good period of time for Mickey Harrison, right? Um, you know, <laughs> the cruise line is more affected by this than anything else. That's his business. That's his primary business. By the, remember that. He, he moved back over there. Nick Harrison was sort of put in charge of a lot of things with the Heat. And uh, so he's, his stock has you know, been cut in 70%, I think, recently. Uh, it's like the only one that's down 70% that I don't own. Um, but basically it came out that the Cavs uh, were developing – Dan Gilbert's organization, of all things – was developing a compensation plan to continue paying event staff and hourly workforce that's impacted by changes to our regular event schedule. You and I talked about that last night. The Mavericks did it, the Cavs did it, and the Raptors did it. They were the first three. The Hawks came out. Then Tim Reynolds had a report tonight. I had asked the Heat if anything was coming. I was told not yet. Uh, Then tonight it came out that the Heat's formulating a plan. To well, take care of those did you people. see Kevin Love donated a hundred thousand dollars? He did. I, I new respect for him. I will say that's a very that's, nice that, gesture. I mean, very nice gesture. gesture. Very nice gesture on his part. All right. So then three thirty was the board of governors meeting. Our Vinny Goodwill then reported uh, what what came out of it. Uh, I don't say our Vinny Goodwill. He's not ours, but a good friend of the program here. Um, 
he, uh, he works for Yahoo Sports. 30 days shut down, then everything reassessed. Basically, and there were some suggestions to call that every player be tested in the meantime. Again, where are they getting these tests where nobody else is? But essentially, that was what was suggested. And then I'll get to one more thing, and then after the break, I'll tell you what else I was heard. The manager of Arsenal, of course, that's uh, Premier League, right? Uh, tested positive for coronavirus. Piers, the great Piers Morgan helped break that news. Uh, so it's, inter- it's affected international soccer. As I mentioned, the XFL caved. Then we had this was interesting. Um, neither you or I have. Uh, I, uh, I don't. Your, your kids don't go to uh, to public school in Broward, do they? Or, or they? No, go- Palm Beach County. Oh, Palm Beach. Okay. Uh, well, I have a child who's who's a in private school in 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 Broward, but so ultimately not directly affected by this, but they take their cues from public school. Uh, basically, it was tweeted out by Will Manso that both Miami-Dade and Broward County superintendents announced that schools will remain open, which I just think is nuts. And Dwayne Wade tweeted, oh, no. So Dwayne paying attention <laughs> to what local schools are doing here. Well, uh, you know Dos Minutos on, uh, on Twitter. Yes. He yes. was like, because his kids go to school in Palm Beach County. They're close to the same age as my kids. And he was just saying he cannot believe still, the schools are still open. And my point was that we just have to get more people sick. right well that's not enough people sick yet so when we get more people sick then we'll decide that we'll start closing schools but the the excuse that's being given to me and this is somewhat reasonable is that a lot of kids public school is the way they get fed uh because you know they they, they get meals there and how about you just feed the damn kids well that but the other thing that's being said is that a large percent of nurses uh, are single parents as well, and so it becomes chat. These these are all the things that are being thrown at me on Twitter. Some of which is probably reasonable. Um, you know that it's difficult to to find a way to care for the kids that week, and then you're going to have people that are pulled away from essential jobs. I get all that. The thing is with it that the next week is spring break for most kids. Um, so I, I don't understand why. Okay, if they're going to be off that week, why not just have them be off this next upcoming week? And you get two weeks, basically, to at least get everybody out of that incubator in the schools. And maybe that helps solve the situation a little bit locally. But it, I, I've heard that this may change by tomorrow, Alf. So by the time this podcast posts, I think we're going to hear that Broward and Dade have suspended next week. That's just And Palm much. Beach. Because Palm, Palm Beach has cases. And yes. then you had, you mean, you had a congressman eating at Rocco's Tacos on uh, Clematis. We talked so. about that, but I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> talking about him again. Uh, all right. And so, so, all right. We're, why, now we're, and then, of course, this was the other big one, and then we'll get to the break here. Uh, Charles Barkley has self quarantined because he isn't feeling well. Um, Charles, I thought, took a very strong stand, him and Jay Billis, the two strongest stands against the NCAA Final Four and, and March Madness continuing, which I give both respect for because, or credit for, because. Charles covers that, right? So I think the both of them uh, stepping out, you know, in a place that, you know, they make money off covering the NCAA tournament and saying they shouldn't be an NCAA tournament, again, is, is why I, I admire both those guys for different reasons, but why I do. But now Charles is, is self-quarantined, and he becomes, I mean, a bigger name than Rudy Gobert. He's the biggest name in sports, sports so far to, 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 uh, to at least us be talking about this. And I don't, you know, whether or not he's positive or not, I'm not sure. But then of course that raised, you know, this issue on Twitter again of how is he getting tested so quickly when, when other people can't. So I'm going to get to one thing about the NBA here in a second, before we do that, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. And that is the Seltzer Mayberg law firm. You can find them at one call That's O N E 
calllegal.com. They handle just about every possible kind of case you can think of. Personal injury, traffic tickets, slip and fall. They do sports law. They do immigration law. They've got someone there 24 hours a day. Again, one calllegal.com. They're based right there in North Miami just before the Golden Glades, right off of 108th Street and I-95. So again, it's Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, onecalllegal.com. All right, let's close here with kind of what Alfredo and I have surfaced. I, I, didn't, I'm not, I didn't lead the show with this uh, in part because I don't feel strongly enough about it to like <laughs> write a story on it. But this is what I've heard. This is the intelligence we've gathered from talking to numerous people today. And then you can give your thoughts on it. And we can close here because we've gone a little long. And we wonder if there's anything to talk about. Um, the league's plan, from what I hear, is to give this 30 to 40 days. And then if the coast is clear, and they're not guaranteeing the coast is going to be clear. They don't know. If the coast is clear, to essentially have a very short resumption of the regular season maybe two to four games. And then after that, start the playoffs and potentially condense the playoffs. So maybe not have seven game series the whole way through up until the finals to try to compress things a little bit. And I was told that the drop dead date for them to get started is August 1st. That seems a long way off. Ooh, but, that's, wow. but, that, but that's what I was told was the drop dead date. Now remember, that's going to push past the league year. We talked about the NFL. It's going to pass the start of where free agency is going to be. I don't know what happens to the draft, to be honest. Do you conduct the draft while the NBA season is still going on? I, you know, again, these are league year issues. All this is going to have to be worked out. There's obviously arena issues, you know, facility issues, because these facilities are, are also rescheduling concerts, right? So, and other events, trade shows. Um, you know, so it's going to get very, very complicated. That's what I've, I've been told the general plan is right now. Now you say, why would you resume the regular season? And I said that last night because the one through eight in the East and the West are pretty much set. I mean, there's, a, I guess, was it like a five-game difference in the East between eight and nine and a three-and-a-half game difference in the West? Not one worth seat, it. Not so worth you'd, it. You'd have to play five games uh, to even make up the, the difference. Difference. And so it's not about the seeding. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and the number one seeds are based, are set in both conferences. It's going to be the Lakers and the Bucks. The reason I was told, there's two reasons I was told, and it kind of depends on who you talk to. Because uh, I've talked to one agent today who told me I think it's both. One is there's a certain number of games that the NBA guarantees tele, its television rights holders. So you, you have, you, you're at a, you know, in terms of what you've done, in terms of, I remember, there's more nationally televised games later in the season than earlier because you've added that Saturday showcase. Mm -hmm. So, so th there's a certain number of games you've guaranteed. So you, you need a certain number of additional regular season games to be able to fulfill that guarantee. The other thing that I've heard and, and a couple agents did confirm this to me is that in the CBA, and again, if some, you know, there's some people from the heat to listen to this. So if I'm wrong about this, feel free to correct me. But I was told that in the CBA, there's some kind of a clause where you can't have it that anybody plays more games than another NBA player was had the opportunity to play. Does that make sense? So in other words, yeah, exactly. you can't yeah. have somebody – the Dallas Mavericks play uh, – have played, I think, 67 games this year. There are some teams that have played 63 or 64 games, so three or four fewer, right? The Heat have played – what have the Heat played? 64, right? You can't have – it was a 41 and 23. You can't have a situation – where you have somebody on Dallas who's played 67 
but the maximum, and I don't know who the most on Dallas has played. I think they're the one team that's played 67. You can't have a situation where, where you've got one team that, where somebody on one team has played 67, but on another team, uh, they didn't have the, the opportunity to do that. That triggers what I was told. Again, I, I'd have to read the whole CBA again um, when I have a moment. Uh, but what I was told was that that triggers a clause in the CBA. Um, and sort of blows the thing up. So again, if there's people out there who are listening to this, this is why I didn't lead the podcast with it. But I've heard that this may be why a regular season, the television, and sort of the the balancing of the schedule between the the players, the labor, uh, may may be the reason why you would need to have a short regular season. I was told August first is sort of the rough drop dead date at this point that there's a possibility of shortening the playoffs a little bit, not by round necessarily, but by number of games per round or by days between games. Um, and again, the television schedule that comes into play. Does any of that make sense? If they came back and decided we're going to play three games for each. And the other thing is it won't even be framed that way off. If they come back, it won't be framed about TV. It won't be framed about this, you know, It'll be framed as a warm up for the playoffs. Correct. Correct. Um, right. But it's, it's kind of what I said yesterday. If you're going to have a regular season, you get everybody up to the same amount of games. Like, let's say you decide that the drop off the 70 games, everyone has to play enough games to get up to 70. So Dallas would have to play three more games. The Heat would have to play six more games. And, I'm you know, I'm just throwing a number out there. Um, and then what what's interesting to me is – and. I know that it's not the most popular stance, but if the NBA has to push their season back that far, then maybe they then the next season's going to have to start what December. And well, you might I, have to oh, I, 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 I don't know if you give them that long a break. I'm not sure. You I'm might, not... or, or let's say November, late November. Like if, mm-hmm. if you start the playoffs in August, even if you have five, if, even if you have five game series in the first and second round. Um, you're going to have to go seven-game series in the conference finals and the finals. I don't think so you're going to go conference finals. I was told the one that you do is the finals. I don't know if they were the conference. But either you're way, gonna you're go, talking about but three you're gonna or four go six days. Weeks. You're going to go six right. weeks. So you're going to go into the middle of September. You can't start another season in October. So you're going to go into late November, early December. And then how do you have another full 82-game season? Listen, if any, I don't, I, if, if this makes the, the NBA push their season back a little bit mm-hmm. to stop contending with football for three months, it actually might be good for the NBA uh, to push their league into the summer a little bit more where the only thing going on is baseball. Right. It might, it might actually be a better thing for the NBA. Well, that was suggested run. by somebody who the Hawks owner recently, I think, I'm not said, even sure. said, said we I, should – so no, no, no. An, an owner just suggested it. Uh, I think it was the Hawks owner suggested. But it makes it all it does is make sense. Like, why are you why are you competing with football for three months? Well, that's what everybody says. When everybody always talked to me about covering the NBA over the NFL, we're like, yeah, well, we'll start paying attention to your stuff in late January. At Christmas. Well, Chris, right. Christmas, Christmas Day is, is like the, is the unofficial, unofficial start. Yeah, of the heats of, like, the, of the NBA season. That's true. So if, if and and so many of us have asked for the NBA to cut the season shorter. 82 games is almost too much. 60, 60 65 games should be enough to to, to But they're not going to the do that, though. They're not I gonna understand. They're not going to cut that. the revenue. The players aren't going to agree that. The owners aren't going to agree that. But, but, but listen, when it, they but, did start that lockout season that was 66 games, you know when it started? It started with the Heat in Dallas uh, on Christmas. That was the yeah. start of the season. So, so you it, could start the NBA season 
and then push it a little bit more into the summer where 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 baseball is king and sports suck right 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 <laughs> and, and we're we're and we're glued to our, our our phones because of nba free agency how about some nba games during that time now i know mm. summer is kind of a dead time for tv but listen if the nba finals are going in, are into july People yeah. are going to watch. Particularly non-Olympic years, which, you know, this, yes. th- that's another year. I mean, that's another thing that's going to come up this year is the Olympics. I, I don't know if anything's going to get resolved by then. And then, you know, that's, that's a whole other can of worms. But I'm with you. I, I think if you if, – look, these kind of situations present the opportunity for sort of dramatic secular change, right? Like yeah. where you can actually look at something and say, okay, we've been doing it this way now we have the opportunity to try something else. It's kind of one of the reasons I've been concerned about the whole media access thing, because I think what, what they're going to find is, and we don't really need the media in the locker room anymore. It's the same thing that's going to happen. And you're probably going to experience this in your job. That's going to happen with a lot of people's jobs where they're just saying, we don't really need to travel anymore. We just, we're able to accomplish everything on zoom and Skype. So we don't really, yep. you know, or, or Uber conference. So I think what happens is anytime that a company can, can cut costs or can make some kind of a change and there's an opportunity to experiment another way and you try the other way and you're like, okay, this isn't exactly what we had, but it's 75% of what we had. Like, I know, I think honestly, and, and this, I'm not taking a shot here. I know people think I'm gonna take a shot. I worked at all three newspapers down here. Um, I had good experiences for different reasons at all three while I was there. Uh, but except for obviously the, you know, the evil corporate management, but, uh, you know, I, I think once you, if, you, if this, if this period of no sports goes on too long, I'm telling you based on where the newspaper business is going right now, they're all going to stop covering sports because they've all cut back on their staffs anyway, because sports is so expensive to cover. It's the one thing you have to send people on the road, right? Or you, at least you used to, it, you commit the most resources to it more so than anything else. And so that's why I think the three, the three local papers now have a combined 19 full-time writers. Um, and I can tell you when I was at the Palm Beach Post or Sun Sentinel for uh, Sun Sentinel for eight years in the 2000s, we had 21 full-time writers at the Sun Sentinel. Like I said, there's 19 <laughs> combined at the three papers right now. And I might be high on that. It might actually be lower than that. I think that um, they're just going to decide not to cover sports if this goes on too long. Why? They're already not covering, you know, none of the local papers are covering the Marlins on the road anymore. Yeah. Not, you know, none of them are covering the Panthers on the road anymore. And I think at a certain point they'll just be like, we're not going to cover the Heat and the Dolphins in the road anymore. I, I that's I think that Alf and Ethan do it. <laughs> well, it's not such a bad idea. Although yeah. I have to I have to pay for it. That's the only problem. All right, and and who knows if there'll be flights by then or the airline industry we've got. All right, we went about thirty minutes long. So you and I worried about this? We're gonna have enough content. Yeah, I think we're fine. It's gonna be enough content. Um, I'm gonna try the two episodes. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna try to get someone on uh, who can speak to the league office a little bit. There was, there were some NBA writers that I'm uh, well acquainted with who have very good relationships with silver and others in the NBA office. We'll try to bring one of those on in the next couple of days. I, I want to get a perspective from inside, maybe Howard Beck, a Jeff Zilgit, somebody like that to kind of explain to us what the thinking is in there. But I'm just telling you what I've heard. One of the possibilities was, all right. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Again, DoralToyota.com, OneCallLegal.com, Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. Um, We definitely recommend that you check them out. I mean, why not look good while you're sitting at home? Anyway, talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.